Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. Hi, I'm Susan Shereko. Welcome to Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls. Today, Michelle Wilson is joining us to talk about her fantasy books for young people, aged primarily 10 plus, 10 to 12, that range. She started writing, are you going to believe this, when she was nine years old, and she finds that it, it is really, really a good, healthy mental outlet. She has also recorded some music for Hilton, or Hilltop, excuse me, and a book for women called Divorce 911. Please wave your hands to welcome Michelle Wilson, author of Eye of the Warrior, to the call. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thank you you for having me. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, dear? I I am fine. It's been a long day, but I'm. It's beautiful outside. I can't. It's just. It's a perfect fall day down here. Cold here. (laughs) Cold. How cold is it up there? It's about forty-two degrees right now in Washington. Oh, that is chilly. That's chilly. I I know the the weather up there can really go right through you when it gets down to that level. So, Mm. um, yeah. I hope you're staying inside. Oh, yes. Did, yeah. <laughs> did you really start writing at nine years old? Yes, I did. I started writing at nine. I would get Fs on my report cards and, and stuff like that for deals that I did. They said I copied it out of a book, but no. I started writing when I was really young. That's something I wow. knew I wanted to do. That's amazing to have such a clear vision of what you want to do that early. Um, when did you first publish a book? I first published my book in Eye of the Warrior in 1988. It took me years to do. I wrote it when I was 17. And um, my family really didn't believe in me. My mom did, but I re- they really didn't, you know, believe in that, you know, you know, got any education, you can't do that, you can't do that. And uh, my um, brother and sister's father was in Lumpak Prison. And he got uh, to get to the uh, computers and stuff because I knew nothing about that. And so I'd send him a chapter every month, and he would desktop publish it for me. It took me about a year and a half. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Yeah, and uh, he did it for me, and he, we'd send it back and correspond to each other. And uh, I got it done that way. Well, that's you know? a fantastic story. You know, that, I think it, it is. Now, <laughs> now he's how, a wonderful how many, man. Yeah. How many copies did you print that way? Oh, well, I got that, and then I, I set it down for another year or so. You know, I got mm-hmm. a copy written, and let's see, uh, I believe mm, I didn't copy any of them, really, until I got with Exebris a couple years ago. You know, I had my family and my two children and had my life. And and I thought, well, you know, that's on my bucket list. I really want to do that. You know, so I got it published finally. Oh, that is fantastic. I, I have, I'm amazed at how many people start a book. And, you know, not very many take them to the level that you have. But um, that 
that then put it on the shelf and don't come back to it for, you know, decades. Mm-hmm. But they don't lose it. I know it's valuable enough that they don't lose it. They just keep it on the shelf for a long time. So you described your writing as a healthy mental outlet to get away from what was going on in your life. Well, how, did, how did you discover that writing was such a wonderful outlet for you? Oh, I, I figured out that instead of being angry at the world, you know, and things that I could not control, like many young individuals now today, it's put down the sword and pick up the pen. You can, you can, you can write your own world, your own outcomes and healthy ones, and which I've done with my grandchildren, you know, to, you know, because they're so uh, upset today. And no, don't be upset. Just uh, pick up some pen. People would love to hear how you feel because they feel the same way. Get your own YouTube channel going, you know. Let people know how you feel. Things are hard now, but we're going to get through it. And uh, writing and journalism is such a beautiful expression of our inner souls, our essence, that we can actually uh, make things happen through our words. And not through anger. And so that's what I've expressed to my, my grandchildren, and they're doing it. And it's wonderful. That's awesome. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gives you power. It definitely mm-hmm. empowers you. I get that, phrase, that phrase I grew up with, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. It reaches more people yeah. and cuts through uh, in a very different way. So mm-hmm. you, you published a book called Divorce 911. Excuse me. And no, I've written was, it. I haven't published oh, it yet. You haven't published it yet. Okay. No. So have you shown it to anyone? No. Okay. Um, that, that's a very, I think that's a very powerful um, title, and it's, it's certainly, having spoken to you before, I know it's a very powerful story. Um, would you be willing to share a little bit about how you came to, why it was necessary to write this book and how you came to, to, to do it? Oh, I would love to. Um, I lived it. Um, Me and my husband were together for 23 years, and he was very abusive. And um, I had a a small child. Well, not small, 13. My other one was already moved out. And uh, my life was very scary. Um, He was very abusive and uh, a lot of broken bones. And I didn't want to um, leave the money. And Mm. I finally decided that uh, my life was worth more, and so was my son's. It was home at the time. And um, I had to leave. It was either I leave or I die. And so it is a powerful book, and I want women to know that you can get out no matter how hard it is. There's always someone out there that will help you, you know, and um, we don't deserve it. No one deserves it, let alone the children, because you're staying in a, a broken marriage. So that was really important to me to write this book. It's almost done. I got two more chapters to do on it. But um, I want women to know that we can be empowered, that we don't need to stay in a broken situation because you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting the second generation that that's coming along. We need when to stop it. When they observe it. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. They need to know that it can be stopped and you don't have to accept it. That's a yes. very... Powerful thing. How how did you get through it? What was the, um, what what went on in you that enabled you to 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 
survive and thrive, actually? Um, well, I moved in to a, a, out of a beautiful home into a basement apartment of my ex, uh, my ex-husband, my first husband. His mother mm-hmm. allowed me to move in to her studio apartment, and I paid rent there. I went through alimony. I went through the courts. I was in the courts for three years. But I think that the major thing that uh, helped me was Jesus. You know, and I'd fallen away from him. You know, I've danced with both. But Jesus mm-hmm. helped me through it, and um, I made it out the other end. But a lot of women don't. A lot of women don't, and that's what scares me. That's why you want to get the book out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, you are. what are you doing now? Aside I'm trying writing. to finish up the second book, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Seven Days to Sunshine, and then I got one more to go with that. And then I hope to start producing more of my books. I've got a lot of books out. You know, almost finished. Um, where the reindeer play about the Chernobyl uh, incident in Russia. I've got um, Sherry War Red about a serial killer. Uh, I've got quite a few. My goodness, you write simultaneously. Yes, whatever whatever gives me that urge to do it, and I just go for it. So they're just in piles. You know, a writer's so, life, your studio yes, piles I, if your room's not. <laughs> yes, I do know the piles. I'm well aware of the piles. <laughs> so, um, so you, you're not, um, you're not working at a job job. you you have full time. I'm a nanny. I'm a nanny. Oh, fantastic. One week mm-hmm. on, one week off. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That gives you tremendous. I wish I had the time. <laughs> and then I take care of my mother, you know, mm-hmm. so. Time is short, and you know, but I try to do the best I can and enjoy what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So, when, now re- remind me, when did you start to write "Eye of the Warrior," which is the first book in the trilogy? <clears throat> I started writing it at seventeen. I watched uh, a movie called *The Dark Crystal*, and mm. I thought I, that was an amazing children's story. I mean, just amazing. And graphics were so beautiful. And I thought, well, I can do that. And I did. It took me six months to write it. And then it set. And then I finally got a hold of my my stepfather in prison because I didn't know how to do anything. You know, I was right. I still don't have a computer to this day. Are they you still handwriting everything? I handwrite it and I do it on, on a typewriter. Yes. Okay. Wow. Very that's, eccentric. That's challenging. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so what is the Eye of the Warrior about? It's about uh, good and evil, humanity, love, friendship, all, uh, just everything that I, I see in my world today. I mean, back then, you know, I didn't know that I was writing for the future. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's everything that divides us, everything that brings us together. Um. Just about everything that's going on in the world today, upside down, topsy-turvy, who you can trust, who you can't trust, love, friendship, trials, you know. I think everybody is going through that right now, especially our children. Mm. They are. Um, now, that's, that, that's the first book. Now, the, what is, the second one, you're almost through. And what mm-hmm. changes in that book? Is it the same main character? This one's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit darker, and it's got a little bit darker humor. 
um, we'll have uh, people from the past, of, of, of course, you know, uh, tomorrow and Tyrone and Talima and the fairies, the warlocks will be coming back. We have um, uh, Tiltor coming back from hell. And um, mm-hmm. I'm going to let this out. He will be coming back as a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got the warlocks coming. And uh, it's just a, a big hodgepodge of fun. I'm having more fun with this book than I did with the first one. <laughs> but it's more in reality to what we are living today, whether people believe it or they don't believe it, the darkness, the lightness, everything we fight against, everything we have to challenge. And it's a, it's been a lot of fun for me. And what will happen in the third book? Oh, the third book. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> you know there's going to be a third book. Uh, yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so to be determined, and certainly not hinted at yet. Okay. So, <laughs> what what is the message that you really want to get through to people through your books? Humanity. I think more than anything, humanity. We need to stop fighting and start loving. Open our hearts and our souls to the light. And, uh, and and stop fighting. We are all alike. We all bleed red. We are all human. And that is humanity. And that's what I'm fighting for. And especially for my children, my grandchildren, and all children of humanity. We need to stop. Put down the sword. Pick up a pen. It's mightier. Now, how are we going to do this? Do you think it's a, it's a situation that requires divine intervention? Yes, I do. In more ways than one. In more ways than one. There's always going to be to the darkness. This mm, is very, yeah. very real to me. You know, <laughs> uh, we all fight against light and darkness. You know, are you going to pick up that cigarette? Or are you going to do something terrible that you're not supposed to do? You know, don't do it. You know, we all have choices. But those choices come to us at opportune times, and sometimes we're going to slip. Sometimes we're going to fall back, but we can pick ourselves back up. That's what I want children to know. No one's perfect. I don't care who it is. <laughs> no one's perfect. You know, and we're all going to slip. We're all going to fall. You just dust off your knees, get off your knees, fly like a phoenix, up off your knees. You know, we all have to be strong. This world will eat you up and spit you out the other side. But if you're strong and you've got a good faith in whatever you believe in, doesn't matter if it's a rock, doesn't matter what it is. But if you have faith in something, you'll be okay. We'll all be okay. Do you worry about your grandchildren? Yes, I do. So what I worry what about do you them a lot. Mm-hmm. What I do you tell them, them to be strong. I tell them to be strong and that I love them and that the universe loves them and that they were meant to be something very important in this world and not to give up, not to give up. They're sad. They're depressed about the things and the way that the world is going, but they can make a difference. 10 and 13, hey, they can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Everyone can make a difference. If we all stand together as a human race, 
not divided. What what kind of things upset them the most? Uh, being out of school right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't see their that friends. Upsets them. They, yeah. Well, they don't have the 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 the, the human touch. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the face masks. They're scared about that. They can't breathe properly. It worries them. Um, just being able to uh, give someone a hug or to shake their hand and say, hey, you matter. That's been taken all away from them. It really has. I, th- I think I worry most about the children because the youngest of the children, because they don't have mm. the discipline to sit in front of a, a computer monitor. It's, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't relate to them or anything about their lives when they first start. And, and there's no, there's no way for them to jump around and run away and do other things. They're supposed to be going to school. Yes. So it's, yeah, very disturbing, I well, think, for them. Well, if they're not in school, they're not learning the inner reaction to another human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and the mask covers their face. And so they have no expression, like they're mm-hmm. no one. This is what my granddaughter told me, and she's only 10. And she wrote a little note for me last time she was over on a piece of paper. It said, school is jail, life is home. And that was very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we need, to, we need to realize what's going on. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we're all healthy um, mm-hmm. that we're doing what needs to be done. But we need to be talking to our children. Like I told her, write a journal. I wish all the children around the world would write a journal. Tell your parents how you feel. Write this journal. Go out to your parents at night when they come home from work because if they have a job, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And let them know how you're feeling. Let the whole family be part of this because if we're not, things are going to fall. We all need to be interrelated. We all need to talk. You know, my mom, you know, she's 78 years old. She's scared to death, you know, Mm. and mama, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay, honey. I'm here. They need that strength, not go to your room. I can't deal with it. No, we're going to sit down and talk as a family and as a unit, because if we don't stick together, we're going to be lost. And that's how I get lost my grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very, I had this vision as you talked about all the children of the world, you know, writing a journal. What an interesting book that would be to compile when this is all done and we have a moment to look back over what happened during this pandemic to our lives, Mm -hmm. what the children Mm -hmm. record and what that would be like, you know, how they will remember it. That just, it's such a powerful lesson to put into cornerstones of buildings for the for the future yes it is i think it would be a wonderful thing Mm. what do you want to have grow out of your books you have dynamic ideas i would like children just to know that they can do what they want to do um society tells you you got to do this you got to go to college you got to do this i got a ninth grade education I was a teacher at Learning's World, and I did my college units on the job. Thank goodness. I don't got a GED. I don't got a diploma. Um, and I've, I've, I've done a lot with my world. It doesn't matter what background you're in, 
what station of life you're in, you can become whatever you want to be. I think out of my books, I would like children to know that the most because you are who you are and you are valuable. That mm. would be what I would like to say. That's And how, how are you getting them out into the world at this point? Um, I was going through Exebris, my mm-hmm. first book. And I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm looking for a publishing house that will take me on because, uh, you know, money's tight, mm-hmm. you know, getting paying the I'm rent, keeping the roof over your head. Yeah, a yeah. more traditional publishing company mm-hmm. yes. that would, would pay you in advance and take on the heavy expenses mm-hmm. of publishing because they are yes, extreme. Exactly. Yes, yes, they yeah, are. They're, it, it takes a real commitment to self-publish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, you are. What's next for you? You have. You've just given me a list of the books. So, so you're you're actively going to be writing and publishing for quite some time. Yes, I hope so. Okay. Is there anything else that you're? That this really is your passion and your 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 desire to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now we could find your book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Is it available? Is it available in bookstores? Uh, no, no. It's, it's it's only order on demand. It's at Barnes and Nobles and stuff, but it has to be ordered. Oh, okay. And yeah. I know that you. I think you mentioned to me when we talked last time about something called Dragon, which I found very interesting. Yes. What is Dragon? Dragon is, I guess, a computer. And, uh, well, a computer, I don't know much about computers, but it's a headphone you set on and you buy the software and you can sit there and dictate to your computer what you're writing or what you're saying. It laptops publishes for you and it corrects your spelling, which I'm terrible at spelling. I still can't spell <laughs> to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything <laughs> has to be perfect. But see, well, there's a will, there's a way. I got a book out there and I don't know how to spell. <laughs> you know so all there the children is. need to know out there that they can do whatever they want there's a will there's a way you can do it that's pretty cool when you really think about it that we could uh, I think when they first came what did they call it character recognition um, software or or voice recognition software and they would allow uh-huh. it would allow you to dictate and the, and write it up but it didn't have a fancy name and it certainly didn't correct spelling and it was sketchy at best. So I'm hoping this is a lot better because it sounds like such a wonderful idea to take the, the, the difficulty of typing and manipulating, you know, uh, word processing products around in order to get a book written and take that all away and have it get, get handled for you by the machinery. That's, that's an awesome project. That that would be a blessing of the universe, don't you think? I would. <laughs> I'd make our life a lot easier. <laughs> Anything that can simplify my life, I would love right about now. Oh, I, I know, I know. The uh, kids and the dog. And <laughs> yes, yes. Keep it simple. It's easy. The dogs will, they will, you know, give you kisses and ask to be fed and ask to be let out. And that's oh, all I need I to know. I got a little right? chow. I got, her, I got her put in the bedroom right now so she won't bark. She likes to sit in the window and bark at all the dog walkers. Oh all my! <laughs> all day, yeah. But that's that's what they do. They they protect. Oh, she's a blessing. <laughs> yes, 
Well, Michelle, it's really, it's been nice talking to you today. I really appreciate you coming on with us to talk about Eye of the Warrior and and the, the trilogy and all your other works that are in one stage of development or another. I'm just, it's just amazing for me that you are keeping so many balls in the air as you type and write your various projects. Well, Susan, thank you so much. It's been a, uh, it's been a, a really nice time. You've always been such a wonderful woman, and thank you so much for everything. Well, you're more than welcome. Once again, let me remind everyone, this is Michelle Wilson. She's author of The Eye of the Warrior and several other titles. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening today. I appreciate the opportunity to give authors a voice. We support others by buying their books, recommending them, or giving a copy to others as a gift. You know, as the holiday season approaches and you're looking for something that would be different that you think your family would enjoy, a book like Eye of the Warrior may be the perfect trick. So so take a, take a gander. Get over to Amazon and take a look at a copy. You can also support the work of this podcast by going to the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power podcast, and you can like us, follow us, subscribe, or sponsor us. We welcome you to become part of our community of authors. So thank you again, Michelle. It was, a, it was wonderful you. having you. Okay. Once again, guys, it's time to go. Bye for now, and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.